After constantly being bombarded with emails, phone calls, and text messages on a daily basis asking, what would you do? Sometimes it's an, oh crap, I made a mistake, help me. And sometimes it's just a question about the latest technology and do we feel it's worth the investment? We want to help answer all of these questions. So welcome to What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. We'll be interviewing experts in the industry to help answer the questions that you desire to know the answers to. And now, it's time for What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. Hello, and welcome to What Would Larry Do? I am Dr. Ann, and I am here with Larry Helwig. And our guest today on the show is Carrie Poley. So, Carrie is the National Director of Education for Lightwave and ABI Dermaceuticals. She has a master's in education. She has been learning, teaching, and speaking on light therapy and skin care for the past 20 years. So we're really excited to have her on our podcast today to share all of her knowledge with us on skincare because it's one of the things that, you know, we, we've been talking a lot about treatments. We've been talking about how to repair the skin, how to maintain the skin, but one of the most important things is skincare. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Larry, and let you start firing off some questions for Carrie. Excellent. Well, Carrie, let, let me ask you, when does skincare become important? Well, we like to start producing good habits at the age of 14 or 15, but it's really not necessary for skin development and growth and keeping it healthy. But we like to go ahead and introduce those habits of washing your face with a good product, making sure you're keeping your skin clean. However, by the age of 25, that's our pinnacle. That's our best cellular health we'll ever be in. So at the age of 25 is when it really, really starts to become important. Before we start seeing the fine lines and wrinkles, we really need to start thinking about skin care. So you need to be preemptive. Um, what happens at the age of 25, we're at our best pin- pinnacle health, uh, our cellular health, is we have these little ridges uh, that go between the different layers of skin. And before the age of 25, these little ridges help to take all the nutrients you put in your body and they feed and nourish the outside layers of tissue. So these little papillae is what we call them. These little ridges are really, really important. Now, as we grow and change and develop, these papillae or these ridges start to flatten out. As those ridges start to flatten out, no longer can we get the nutrients we put into our body to the outside layers of our skin. So now all of a sudden at the age of 25 when those layers start to flatten out and these papillae are no longer as deep and strong as they used to be, we have to feed and nourish our skin from the outside in. So now what you put on your skin, if it doesn't feed and nourish the tissue, it can be very detrimental to what happens and how quickly we age and what that aging process looks like. So from what I just heard, I've been telling people forever that at age 30, it's over. It's all downhill. And you're telling me it's really age 25. It's absolutely. 30 is when it starts to present itself and you start to see all of those choices you made. Uh, But making good choices starts at 25. Wow. I think a lot of people are screwed in that aspect. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Because when you're 25, you're not thinking about what you're going to look like and how you're going to age. But I always tell people, you can either age gracefully or you can fall off the ugly cliff. And the biggest way to see this is when you go to your high school reunion. You know, you go to the 10-year reunion, you walk in, you're like, hey, how's it going? You recognize everybody. And then pretty soon you go to your 20-year reunion and you're like, oh my God. 
gosh, is that Karen? You know, you're just not sure who that is sitting across from you because they fell off the ugly cliff. They didn't descend gracefully. So it's all about figuring out how to enter the grave slowly and look your best. I like it. That's great. So about age 25, and, and so people should be paying attention at that point. We've always used the whole idea, or I have in the past, of using lasers to actually fix the skin and then using good skincare products to maintain it. However, if you start young with good skincare, it probably makes a big difference. Absolutely, how you how quickly you age. And if you start looking at your papillae, which you can actually see those dermal ridges on the body. Mm-hmm. I know Dr. Ann and I talked about fingerprints mm-hmm. being where you can actually see your dermal ridges. So if you have really protruding deep fingerprints, it means that you're still feeding the outside layers of tissue from the inside out. But if you look at your fingerprints and they're hard to see and you don't see those deep ridges, now all of a sudden you're needing more nourishment from the outside in. And that's me. I've been told that I should rob banks because I do not fingerprint well. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't have great fingerprints, it means that your skin is solely relying upon what you put on it Mm -hmm. in order to feed and nourish it. It's not getting it. So even if you took in the greatest diet and, and the greatest antioxidants and you fed your body the best possible resources, it's not going to present itself in the outside layers of tissue because it's not getting the nourishment it needs. That's where skincare becomes mm-hmm. vitally important. Yeah, so luckily for me, ABI has some really good products that we're going to talk about because I'll mention what one of my favorites are. But for anybody out there who's not currently in a good skincare regimen, it's important to start one. But before they start the skincare regimen, why is it important to know the ingredients in your skincare? Well, unfortunately, when we take a look at some of the skincare lines that are out there, we find that it's full of fillers, things that are really not good for the skin and can sometimes even be detrimental to the skin. So knowing, hey, is this really feeding and nourishing my skin? It's kind of like when you go for fast food versus sitting down and creating a nice salad for yourself. If you go for fast food, what you're putting in your body is not so great. If I sit down and make myself a salad, it's going to be much more beneficial. If I know what's in my skincare and I'm putting it on my skin, I'll know the outcome that I'm going to get. So ingredients are really, really important to the outcome. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely ingredient lists. There are lists out there that consumers can look at for things that they should avoid, correct? Absolutely. There's lots of things that should be avoided. Uh, one thing, the ABI skincare line does a good job in making sure we have no perfumes, no dyes, no parabens, no sodium lauryl sulfates. So we're looking to make sure that we don't Put those things in that can be detrimental. But we also know that women, what's the first thing they do when they try a skincare? Smell it. They smell it. And so (laughs) when you don't add fragrance to your product, sometimes, you know, people go, well, I really like the smell of this one better. Mm -hmm. But then you have to look and see, well, if you're putting in um, the artificial fragrance, that is actually tearing your skin down and causing it to age quicker. So yes, it may smell good, but you're going to age faster. Mm -hmm. So something to kind of be thinking about how is the fragrance or how is the smell coming is it a natural resource or is it something that's artificially made yeah and just so you guys know the abi products do not smell bad no absolutely (laughs) not they just some of them just yeah some of them just don't have a smell which is actually not a bad thing that's one of the things i love about the lotions is if you're going to choose to wear you know a perfume on your clothing or something else you don't feel like the fragrances from the products are you know um intermingling with it in an odd way either so i just wanted to point that out So what are some of the myths of an ingredient list on skincare? Well, it's interesting. When I teach about skincare, some of the things that people think they know, they find out they don't know when it comes to labeling skincare. Most people in eighth grade, they learn, I can read an ingredient deck. The first thing on the ingredient deck is what we find is the most 
in the product. So if it says sugar is your number one ingredient, then it has the most sugar. If if vitamin C is the number one ingredient, it has the most vitamin C. And so you kind of assume going down the list that it gets less and less and less, and the last ingredient would be the least amount that would be in that product. Mm-hmm. Well, the guidelines for the FDA actually state that anything at 1% or less can go in any order. So I'm able to list them any way I want. So let's say I have 99% water in my product. And then my second ingredient I'm going to list is vitamin C. And it's at 1%. Well, my preservative is also at 1%. As a manufacturer, it would make more sense for me to put the vitamin C second Mm -hmm. and my preservative last. Let's say I have, you know, several products in there that are at 0.2%, and I list them so that it looks like, oh, wow, that's a lot of vitamin C in there, when actually it's less than it is the preservative, but I put it second so when someone looks at the ingredient deck, they go, wow, there's a lot of vitamin C, when actuality, if anything is 1% or less, then it can go in any order. Wow, that's that's crazy if you think about it, because so many companies can just literally almost like make up what's in there. Absolutely. So I can dilute it. I can change it. So it's really making sure that you trust the skincare company you're mm-hmm. with. Uh, one thing that the ABI skincare line, we have clinical data on all of our ingredients and we have what's known as Power Pure. So we list out Power Pure ingredients. What Power Pure means is that when you go and formulate with a particular lab, they will say, okay, you can use astaxanthin, for example. You can use it between 5% and 15%. So if you use it at 5%, you will have it be effective. But if you use it at 15%, it's not going to give you any more effectiveness than at 20 or 30%. So they give you this little window. If we call it out as a power pure ingredient, we've used the maximum amount of 15%. So we don't just put a dab of astaxanthin in there. We put it at the maximum 15%, that power pure ingredient list. So... Because consumers don't know what they don't know and they're not sure where it's at, it's a matter of trusting your your company that you're investing in. And so we make sure that we make ourselves very transparent in that regard. Mm-hmm. So, Carrie, I'm, I'm guessing that is what is separating you from many of the products at the drugstore or um, department store. Is that? That's one I, of the I mean, factors. because we have your product and we've had it for a long time. We love it. Our patients love it. And it's a clinical line, which is critical to us, that it can really make a difference and, and help people. But uh, so it, it's the, the ingredient deck, it's, it's the percentages, it's everything you've talked about. Absolutely. And when you're unsure about <clears throat> something, so if you look at a product and you go, wow, they have great commercials on TV, they have a lot of marketing behind that, then you have to think about how much money is put towards the marketing mm-hmm. and how much money is actually spent on the product. The next thing I always tell people is look at your distribution chain. If there was going to be 10 different hands touching that product before it comes to the shelf, 10 different people are taking money along the line. So if it's going from the distributor to the next person and the next person before it ever gets to the consumer, like the cosmetic counters, they have multiple people touching that product before it ever makes it to the consumer. Mm -hmm. So they can't afford to put a high percentage, high level key ingredients in there because it would price them out of, of the market. And so when you start looking at a product, if it's something where it takes multiple people touching that product to get it to market, that's why we are really big on making sure that our line is distributed by skincare professionals. Mm-hmm. Getting as few people to put their hands on it, making sure that when it does get to the consumer, that high percentage is being educated and it's being taught exactly how they use it to get the best results possible. Yeah. 
I, I know a few years back we had a patient do a little test on her own. Mm-hmm. So she bought a product at a store that is very near to where we are right now. It's a very high-priced department store. Extremely high-priced. And the product was $600 an ounce. And uh, so she had that, and that was for her skin care. Mm-hmm. And she used that on half of her face, and she used a product that you had just mentioned, or a, a, a part of a product called astaxanthin. Mm-hmm. And she got that from us, and uh, the cost for that is about a hundred dollars. Yeah, about a hundred bucks. And she did half her face with with the very expensive product, the other half with the astaxanthin, and and maybe two things. Well, and they both had astaxanthin in them, so the the expensive. Okay. Department store was a $600 astaxanthin, and the ABI was $100 for the intense antioxidant with astaxanthin. And uh, what what came about is she went on and on until the products ended. And when she came in, she said there, it was night and day difference how much better the ABI product was being $500 less. <laughs> and and that's what people out there don't get. Mm-hmm. They, you know, I mean, you're, you're either, you know, at... Walgreens buying product, or you're at a very high department store buying product, but in either case, you you may not be getting the right product. Mm-hmm. And can you can you tell us what astaxanthin is? Can you tell us why that is such a, an important product to have? Absolutely. So astaxanthin is found in our intense antioxidant, and it's my absolute favorite product. Mm-hmm. Why? Because most skincare lines don't have what they go, have considered an antioxidant. Mm-hmm. So just like we need sunscreen protect from the UV rays, we also need an antioxidant that can protect us from environmental factors. Mm-hmm. I like to think of it like armor all for the skin. So if I have a tire and I lay it out in the sun, it's going to deteriorate and break down and you're going to see where over time it just completely falls apart. Your skin goes through the similar changes, but if I can go ahead and put this azizanthin on my face and make sure it's protected from the elements, I will find that I age much slower. So azizanthin is a carotenoid um, it's harvested, the one we use is harvested off the coast of Kona, uh, and it's basically what flamingos and salmon eat to give them their orange-pinkish color. So azizanthin has been proven, it's been around for a very long time. It's hard to formulate with, and if you're buying a product and it has azizanthin in it, it should be an orangish color. If mm-hmm. it's white, that's right off the bat an indication there's very little to no azizanthin in that particular product. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you start mixing it with other things, you put in fragrances, you put in dyes, you start changing the formulation. You could have a great amount of azizanthin, but the skin could still break down because of the other things, the fillers, we like to call them, that are in those particular products. Yeah. So if we know that these ingredients are important and it's the number one thing that patients should be doing, how does skincare support treatment that patients are doing in the aesthetics world? Well, I like to think of your skincare as your insurance policy. So if I'm going to go, I mean, realistically, if I'm going to go spend $500,000, $2,000, $3,000 on having a procedure done on my face, even if it's a basic facial all the way up to a, a resurfacing, mm-hmm. I'm going to want to make sure that I get the best bang for my buck. Mm-hmm. What mean that means is making sure that I age slower, that I keep those results as long as possible, that I get the best results possible. So we talked about feeding and nourishing the skin. If I'm going to go have my skin resurfaced, if I'm going to go ahead and have some kind of microdermabrasion done, or I'm going to have some kind of chemical peel, I want to make sure that I feed and nourish that new skin as it starts to surface Mm -hmm. so that I hold on to that new skin and it looks its best as long as possible. Yeah. And I always think of that as like, you know, the whole exercising and diet world, right? 
So these people will go pay all these all this money for expensive CrossFit classes or yoga classes. But then if you came home and you ate nothing but McDonald's and chocolate cake and, you know, pizza and all this unhealthy food, you would completely defeat all the exercise that all that money you just paid for those classes. And people are so good about saying, I'm doing all this exercise and it's torture. I'm going to eat really healthy. Why would you not do the same with your skin? Absolutely. And what people don't understand is how important that feeding and nourishing the, the skin from the inside out, it becomes. Mm-hmm. And so investing in products that, like I said, don't have a lot of hands in the distribution chain that are not full of fillers, things that are going to be counterproductive. Uh, there's a fuel that drives our cells, adenosine triphosphate. Mm. That's the fuel that makes sure that our cells turn over, that we get healthy tissue constantly. There are lots of things like parabens, methylparabens in particular. There's been a lot of studies that say it can cause cancer. It doesn't cause cancer. You have to have high doses I'm not here to dispute whether it causes cancer or not, but I absolutely, unequivocally know methylparabens slows down the production of ATP, the fuel Mm -hmm. that drives your cells. So if methylparabens slows down ATP production, which means then the amount of healthy cells I have in the body will slow down. Mm -hmm. So instead of having a million healthy cells, I have half as many. Then I want to make sure that I'm not putting things on my skin that have methylparabens. Why would people put methylparabens in skincare then? It makes perfectly good sense. We would just leave it out. Right. Well, guess what? These parabens can make sure a product has a shelf life of seven to 10 years. <laughs> so if I know it's going to be made in a lab going through 10 different distributors distributors to get to the end result, it's going to need to have a really long shelf life. And so that's why people use parabens in their products is because it gives them that extensive shelf life they can make it much cheaper because they can make a larger batch. And so now all of a sudden now, the little things that it has in it, but the, the molecular weight of a paraben, which has a lot to do with skincare, the molecular weight will mm-hmm. determine whether something goes in or stays out. That molecular weight is very small. So when someone puts a paraben on the skin, guess where it goes? Immediately into the tissue. So that methylparaben is like the Twinkie of the skincare world. It's absolutely can live for the, or the cockroach. I like to think it's even worse. <laughs> yeah, because when the when the nuclear holocaust happens, right, all we're gonna have left are Twinkies and cockroaches. That's pretty much it. And, and parabens. And parabens. <laughs> I'm so frustrated because I love Twinkies. <clears throat> I wish I could eat them. Damn. <laughs> Well, you brought up an important point was one of my next uh, questions is why is molecular weight important? Well, what people don't realize is that all things that are formulated or created have a molecular weight. Just like we weigh ourselves generally in pounds, we can Mm -hmm. say, here's a 300-pound person, we get an image in our head, or here's a 100-pound person, we get an image in our head. Uh, When we create a formulation, we have what's known as the Dalton weight. So when we weigh molecules, they're in Daltons. And so... Certain Dalton weights can fit through the skin tissue layers and other Dalton weights stay on the outside. So of all the drugs on the market that are FDA approved and cleared for transdermal delivery, that means you can put a patch on and you wear it around and those drugs go into the body like your nicotine patches Mm -hmm. or your hormone patches. All of them are 500 Daltons or less. So there's what's known as the 500 Dalton rule. So the 500 Dalton rule basically states that anything over 500 Daltons will not passively go into the skin tissue. 
So that means that you could buy this particular product that has collagen. I love that one because collagen is about 300,000 Daltons, depending <laughs> on the collagen you buy. So you go out and you buy this amazing product and you spend a fortune on it because it has collagen in it. Mm-hmm. And I say to people, well, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense because that collagen isn't actually going to go into the body. It's going to sit on the outside of the skin and just be a moisturizer. So you just bought a really expensive moisturizer collagen won't fit. So understanding your Dalton weight, and if people say, well, I want to, why doesn't the packaging tell you the Dalton weight? Because people have bought up on the idea that we use skincare every day, morning and night, for weeks on end to try to see a result. Because a teeny tiny bit always gets in through broken or compromised skin. Mm. Which is why microneedling has become such the latest fad. Yes. We're looking at ways to get those large Daltons into the tissue. Because it used to be Everybody just used a moisturizer. Mm-hmm. Now we're using stem cells and all these great ingredients, which have far surpassed our delivery mechanism and delivery process to get it to the lower layers. So like hyaluronic acid, for instance, you microneedle it in. It's a large molecule, correct? Correct. So hyaluronic, well, I love when people say it's low-weight hyaluronic mm-hmm. acid. Low-weight means it's anywhere from 15,000 to 150,000 Daltons. <laughs> so large uh, hyaluronic acid is a million Daltons. So why is hyaluronic acid the latest buzz in everything that we see? Hyaluronic acid is great at sitting on the surface of the skin because if you have a really hydrated environment, it will bind water to the skin and plump it up for a temporary effect until you wash the hyaluronic acid off. But I can't put it on my shoulder or on my knees and go, wow, they feel so much more fluid, or put it on my lips and have it be an instant filler. So it has to be actually microneedled or injected into the body. Mm -hmm. And that's that's one of the things we talked about in our microneedling podcast is if you really want the benefits of hyaluronic acid, you have to microneedle it in. You know, or actually LED light too, right? You can use that. We actually use, uh, it's an, we use LED lights in a different mechanism Mm -hmm. known as topical light infusion. Mm -hmm. So we don't use them in the standard LED thought process. We actually use it to pulse on and off to cause molecules to bend and flex and hinge upon themselves, kind of like folding up a piece of paper to get it through a chain link fence. Mm -hmm. So we're getting a, a large molecule to fold upon itself to actually get through the channels and parations in the tissue. Yep. So as, as I recall, earlier conversations on that topic is the the you've selected a wavelength of light that the molecules don't like so they try to go deep and then they kind of get caught but then you pulse it to help them move through the different channels to get deeper is that uh, sort of. What happens is molecules are like men. They want to be at rest. They don't want to do anything. That's the best way I can explain <laughs> it. I, I, you know? I can't believe I'm hearing that. When, when, you, when you talk to, you know, gentlemen and you say, what are you thinking? What are you doing? At least with my boys or my husband, it's, I get the answer of nothing. What are you doing? <laughs> nothing. What are you thinking? Well, someone's got exciting I know. music going on there. Right. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Apparently, he forgot to put it on silent today, and usually I take charge of that, but I did not. (laughs) I'm just screwing up everywhere today. (laughs) As if that's different from any other day, Larry. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, So So what I was saying is basically all molecules are at rest, and that's in their general state. So when Mm -hmm. we look at molecules and we go ahead and we take an energy source and we take this light and we shine it on a molecule, it goes from the resting phase to the excited phase. 
I say it's kind of like if I walked in front of my husband naked, you know, he notices me for a minute, but then I walk away and I don't get much noticing. So all of a sudden here, this molecule gets this energy light shined on it and it becomes stimulated and it goes into the stimulated phase. Well, when the light is gone and the light turns back off, it goes back to the resting phase. So it goes from stimulated to resting, stimulated to resting. And so the light actually pulses on and off anywhere from 100 to 1,000 times per second. So it's an on-off, on-off, on-off pulsing. And so it is almost like a butterfly's wings. It it makes a kinetic motion from that on-off stimulations. Mm. And so that on-off stimulating causes the molecule to bend and flex and hinge upon (sighs) itself so it can fold and become small enough to fit through those channels and porations in the skin and get to the lower layers. So that, other than microneedling, as an example, this Mm -hmm. would be a great way to be able to drive product deeper into the tissue. Absolutely. And in using it in conjunction with microneedling, here with microneedling, you create a whole bunch of channels and porations. Now you use the topical light infusion to go back and drive these products a little deeper into the tissue. It's like putting a thousand needles right underneath the skin and driving in all this product. Wow, that's amazing. And it's such an easy technology to do too. But I'm going to round us back to skincare for just a little bit. So we know that the molecular weight's important, so that's why you want to have the right kind of ingredients. So... Why are there multiple products to use? Can't there just be one, you know, kind of overall best like CC cream or BB cream? Why do we always have to have these regimens? Well, there's lots of different things we do to our skin to damage it. We don't (laughs) just go out and get too much sun exposure. We don't just eat unhealthy and cause, you know, these problems to occur. We don't just sit next to somebody who smokes for 20 years and wonder why we have damage done to our skin. So because there are multiple things going on, it's kind of like, why don't we just eat the same thing every single day mm-hmm. and get enough nutrients? We need to go ahead and have a rounded diet, just like our skin. We need to feed and nourishes, nourish and give it the things that it needs. So vitamin Cs, vitamin Es, antioxidants, and going ahead and making sure we're protecting it and we're also increasing cell turnover. So multiple ingredients are needed just like multiple things are needed for our diet. Mm-hmm. Good, and I love that because patients always ask that question and It's always so important for them to understand that there is a lot going on and you do have to nourish your skin. It is the largest organ in your body. And it's like you said, you can't just have salmon every day and nothing else. You have to get some vegetables in there, some fruit, some fiber, all those good things to have that rounded out, well-balanced diet. One one of the things I like uh, a lot about your product line, though, is it's pretty simple and straightforward. Mm -hmm. It is. It's like you have a nice cleanser. You have a you have a couple of choices for moisturizer. You um, you have your antioxidant, and we didn't talk at all about the green tea laser. The gel. Hy- hydrating no. recovery gel. Unbelievable. I mean, I mm-hmm. I, I love that. That is, and that, and, and it's priced unbelievable. That's just a great product. So, um, anyway, you have a lot of you have a lot of products, but really, there's like four or five main products that somebody could use yeah. and be totally taken care of. Yeah, Absolutely. About. Depending on where they're at in the aging yep. process, some people will need more, some people will need less, but it's really about feeding the skin. Yep. So what makes ABI unique in this marketplace? Uh, one thing that we make sure and pride ourselves on is that we, every single one of our products has some form of antioxidant or another. Mm-hmm. So we are making sure that we are protecting and getting good vitamins and minerals and nutrients to the skin at all levels. So even if you're using just a basic moisturizer or you're using a more complex moisturizer or a heavy-duty moisturizer, you're still getting some feeding and nourishing. Now, just like makeup that has some skincare, 
I mean, that has sunscreen in it, that's not the end all be all. So mm-hmm. you may have a product from the ABI line that has an antioxidant and you still want to go ahead and use the intense antioxidant because mm-hmm. that's going to fully protect the skin. So, but we do make sure even if you're introducing one or two products into your regimen that you're going to get a benefit and you're going to see a change. We also make sure that we don't have fillers. We have the Power Pure Promise where we're making sure we're using the maximum amount of potential that the lab has to offer for those key ingredients. So we're constantly making sure that whatever we're doing is increasing and enhancing the clinical procedure that you just paid for Mm -hmm. and improving the health of the skin. That is our end goal. So whenever we formulate a product, when we're ever developing a product, before it goes to market, what is the benefit? Is it going to help improve the health of the skin? Yeah. And where can patients buy these products? That's the great thing is, is that, as I mentioned before, the distribution chain, everybody takes a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. We only distribute to through skincare professionals. Mm-hmm. So it goes straight from us to the skincare professional. There is not a ton of people touching it between here and there. Yeah. So that's the only way they can get it. They have to be educated on it. They have mm-hmm. to make sure they're using it properly. We want everybody to get that wow effect from it. Yeah, so that you're using the right products for you and you make sure that they're matched with your type of skin because there are different types of skin out there. And that's why that's why I love ABI. Larry brought up that it's simple, but it also has those different regimens. There's about four or five different moisturizers. There's a couple different cleansers. There's a couple different antioxidant serums. And if we have acneic to oily to dehydrated to rapidly aging skin, it's like we can create a regimen that works for them. Absolutely. We're constantly looking at how can we fix the problem. Mm-hmm. So when you say, well, what's in it for me? Why should I buy ABI? Mm-hmm. Uh, healthy skin. So yeah. are you looking to achieve healthy skin? Are you looking to protect that investment of whatever procedure you just invested in? It's really going to be a huge detriment if you go and buy something that is full of junk and just undo does every single thing you already did. Yeah. And I just want to bring up too, it's like I'm I am a skincare junkie, but I'm also super particular about what I use. So I had cystic acne, severe cystic acne for like six years. And uh, once I finally got that under control, I am extremely picky about what I put on my face and when. Because if I use products that I'm slightly sensitive to, it breaks, I break out. And I get acne and then it takes a while to clear up and this and that. And ABI was one of the first lines that I could use. And I got on my regimen of products and my skin is clear. It stays clear. It likes what I'm using. I've had no issues with it. And I can't say that. So even though I'm a skincare junkie, I'm not one of those who I'll go to one of the aesthetic shows or things like that and get all the free samples and rub it on my face. No, reps hate me sometimes because I'm like, no, no, no. I need to know more information about that before I put it on my body because <laughs> I don't I don't want to go through that again. But all of the ABI products have been amazing, you know, and for me having that super sensitive, super um, acneic skin, it's, I don't have any issues with it. So that was a huge home run for me with the products as far as why I love turning all my patients onto them, because I have the confidence that I don't have to worry about those issues happening to them either. Absolutely. When our end end result is healthy skin, mm-hmm. then that's where, you know, maybe you need more hydration or less hydration. Mm-hmm. We can go ahead and move you to, from one moisturizer to yep. the next. But in the end, you're still always going towards the same goal, the same yes. target, which is healthy skin. Yep, it is. So Larry brought up something. So we're going to jump into this. And I'm going to start with Larry. So what is your one go-to product that you can't live without? I like the hydrating gel, yep. that green tea hydrating mm-hmm. gel. It, I, for me, I, I, every day, I love that. I think it's fantastic. 
It is. It's the number one of the number one sellers in our clinic. So Carrie, tell us a little bit about this hydrating recovery gel. Our hydrating recovery gel is chocked full of green tea. So mm-hmm. it has the EGCG factor. And um, what that does is protects against oxygen molecules in the body. Mm-hmm. So it's got a very small molecular weight. It penetrates very quickly, very easily, gets to the lower layers of tissue and starts to feed and nourish those lower layers. So the green tea really looks at just like we consume green tea in the body, we can consume the best green tea, the most green tea, the best ingredients possible, but the rest of the body will use it up before it ever makes it to those outside layers of tissue. So if we can take a concentrated amount of this particular product, put it right on the outside layers of tissue, have it go right in, you're going to see a major change right away. That's good. So Carrie, what about you? What is your one go-to product that you can't live without? I love the intense antioxidant. I use that daily because I'm constantly going out into the environment, you know, going, walking to, to the grocery store and someone's mm-hmm. smoking on the way in and I'm trying to protect my skin. Knowing that I have the intense antioxidant on knows I automatically am fully protected from all those environmental factors that will start to prematurely age me and break it down. I'm all about seeing how I can slow down the aging process. So when I <laughs> go to that 30-year reunion and they're like, what have you done? And I'll go, nothing. Yeah. You know, I just look good for my <laughs> good age. Good skincare. Yeah. It's just a matter of looking healthy and feeling good. Which is so funny because I tell my patients this all the time, you know, They'll come in and they'll get Botox and they'll get fillers done. And I always tell them, if you don't want anybody to know what you're doing, just tell them you're using really good skincare. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. But in fact, in reality, if they are, it makes a difference. Huge difference. Huge, huge. Absolutely. So one of my go-to products or favorite that I can't live without, and Carrie will probably be able to guess why I like this one, is I love that calming cucumber mist. Absolutely. And I spray it all over my body, literally everywhere. (laughs) The feeding and nourishing that Uh happens from that, the vitamins and minerals found Mm -hmm. in that is huge. Well, and we talked about, I don't have fingerprints, which means my papillae are gone, which means I don't get any nutrients from the inside. Correct. And what's in this calming cucumber mess? You've got vitamin E, um, vitamin, a little bit of vitamin C. You've got a lot of antioxidants. So Mm -hmm. you're continually feeding and nourishing the skin so that it's getting all that it needs mm-hmm. to turn over and survive and look healthy and have that nice glow about you. Yeah. So I always think of it as like taking a multivitamin for your skin, but you're just spraying it on topically and it's mm-hmm. easy. It smells good. It's just, you know, people love to use toner. They like to do this wash and then this toner and then they start. So that's what I use in place of it. And I love it. So. Yeah. We consider our toner a nutrient infusion mm-hmm. and that's exactly it. sets your makeup. It, yep. You can spray it throughout the day. It's fantastic. An easy, cheap, inexpensive way to feed and nourish the skin. Yeah. Once you told me I was screwed because my papillae were gone and I'm <laughs> over 25 by far, I was like, okay, well, this is it. I'm going to sleep. So. I'm going to bathe in this a whole bathtub full of this every day. <laughs> Feeding and nourishing as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Slows well, down the good. process. I think that's going to bring a kind of round us up towards the end. So I always go back to the question of Larry. What would you do, Larry, when it comes to good skincare? Well, <clears throat> my history... Um, was I I tried to be as dark as I could, and I used to lay in the sun all the time. When I moved to Arizona uh, for college, I went to ASU, and and, uh, I'd play tennis five, six hours a day in the summer. And, I mean, I was dark, and I had a reflector because at 115, I knew I wasn't getting enough sun. And I even had a little (laughs) body reflector, you know, so that I could get more sun. Yeah, I, I mean... You have no idea what I did. It was like, it was insane. And, um, but I never thought about skincare. I never thought about any of that. And uh, 
Of course, as you get older, things start to mount. We just heard it was at age 25. For me, it was much later than that. Mm-hmm. But I you know, started figuring it out a little bit that, whoa, I might need to do something. And, you know, thank God I got into the business of, you know, lasers and aesthetics and all that. But but I think skin care started making a big difference when I started doing real treatments. And it, you know, and I, I, I realized that the combination was so important. And, and I don't think that that's the way it should be. I think it should be that skin care is important, you know, as soon as it's recognized. But, you know, 25 and um, or even sooner. You know, why not start young? It's everything's easier when you start young. But I think for me, you know, for a lot of men out there and the men that come into our clinic, same thing. A lot of men don't really get too involved in skincare. Mm-hmm. You know, they shave, they, you know, use whatever and they may put on a cologne or something every once in a while, maybe a sunblock. Most, most guys hate sunblocks. And, uh, you know, they, they you know, I'm, I really, I'm going to put a moisturizer on. I'm going to put an antioxidant on. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Really? And uh, so I, I always had a difficult time with that. I, I'm, I'm just saying as a guy, it, it was a challenge for me. And now I have a routine. I have a little habit every day, the exact same, you know, program. And I love it. And it has absolutely made a difference in my skin. And I wish I had known this a long time ago. And I also wish I had known more about, you know, laying in the sun like I did. You know, that was really stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and when you want to have, you know, a a 20-year-old looking butt when you're 90 and the rest to go with it, you know, you have to take care of yourself. And and Mm -hmm. I just didn't get it, you know. And some of us, you know, catch up, uh, you know, and figure it out later on in life, but it does make a big difference. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd started earlier. And if you're out there, please, especially the men, because I think women get it a lot more, but men, you got to, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Step up, get some decent product, start using product and do it as soon as possible. It will help you like you can't believe. Yep. Good. Well, any last uh, words of advice for our listeners before we end, Carrie? No, I think just understanding where you're getting your product, trust the company that you're investing in and making sure that you really understand what they're having to offer you. Good. So for any of you guys that are out there learning more about where you can get ABI products, we'll put some links on our podcast as well as you can always come to Clear Skin to get it. But thank you all for joining us this week, and we hope to see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. Hear it live each week here or anytime 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com.